headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's the Ramsey Show, where debt is dumb, cash is king, and the paid-off home mortgage has taken the place of the BMW as the status symbol of choice. We help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Dr. John Deloney, number one best-selling author, host of the Dr. John Deloney Show, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Lindsay's with us in Columbia, South Carolina. Hi, Lindsay. How are you? Hey, Dave. I'm doing great. How are you guys? Better than we deserve. What's up in your world? Yeah, so I just recently got engaged, and my fiancé and I have been following your baby steps for a few years now. We are debt-free, um, so now we are now planning and budgeting for the wedding, which we will be able to cash flow. Um, but Yeah, um, but I, I am finding myself having a lot of guilt um, over spending the money on the wedding. Um, we are both anticipating we are going to need new cars soon. We're at the phase of our life where we'd like to start saving for a down payment. Um, I don't want to jip myself of the wedding um, that I want but I am having shame about wanting to spend so much money. Well, I mean, it, it, it wouldn't be shameful or guilt-inducing unless it is too much money. And, and the way we, how do we say too much money? It's in relative terms to your situation. Okay, if you make $2 right. million dollars a year and you want to spend fifty grand on a wedding, that's not too much. If you make $40,000 a year and you want to spend fifty grand on a wedding, you're crazy! So what is it you <laughs> want to spend on the wedding? Uh, I think it's going to be about 25 to 30 grand tops. Nice wedding. And what is your, what is your income? Uh, household income is probably about 90,000. Well, there's not a household yet, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. But yeah, that would be, uh, the numbers we're dealing with anyway. So, mm-hmm. well, the average household income in America right now is about 70,000 and the average wedding is about 25,000. Okay. Okay. Now, so that that's the average, but we do want to keep in mind that normal is broke, so we don't necessarily want to aim at average. But the point of that is, is you're not completely out of control, but now you start to make value judgments and go, every $5,000 I cut this accelerates the other goals. Mm-hmm. And so it's the trade-off that you're going to make the rest of your life. If I spend money on A... I don't have it for B. It's called opportunity cost. And that's what I'm struggling with. Yeah. Like, I don't want to have the wedding. And so then what right I, what after I the want wedding, you to do is set a set a number, stick to that number and never struggle again. Okay. Now you should, uh, I, I do want some of this negative emotion to keep you from overspending your budget. Mm-hmm. And so what would I do if I woke up in your shoes? I would probably say, you know, we're. I just don't feel okay about twenty five. I'm because you're not feeling okay about it. By the way, I'm kind of kind of keying off of that. Okay, mm-hmm. it wasn't like you're going. This is because let me just tell you the difference in a twenty thousand dollar wedding and twenty five thousand dollar wedding. No one that visits will know. <laughs> that's a napkin arrangement. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. the chairs you chose for the reception. You know, I mean, oh my god. So, and, and then when you start laying out the actual wedding budget, you know, so you put a big number on it and then you say, based on that, I'm going to spend X on the uh, videos and pictures. I'm going to spend Y on the dress. I'm going to spend Z 
on the um, reception. I'm gonna, you know, and every one of the L, the band, the DJ, the the preacher, the whatever, and you just line item this out like it's a project because I'm sorry, darling, but it is. Mm-hmm. And then you stick to that. You say, okay, I've got this much budgeted for catering. And they go, well, you can't get the sushi if you do that. Well, then we won't be having sushi, darling. So there's, no is a possible answer to some of these questions. And so, right. um, but the, the, the thing that will give you great peace and no guilt is if you'll set a number, detail it out, and then stick to it, you'll never think about it again. But if it's constantly floating around and you feel like then I can buy happiness or I can buy joy for $3,000 more, you're not going to find it there. It's not there. And it is a... It's a wonderful thing to have big, we have big parties. We're Ram, we're Ramseys, man. We like to party. All of our weddings were huge. <laughs> we love big weddings and everybody dancing and, and good food. And man, it's a fun time. And it is one day and it's gone. It is, it does evaporate, but so is travel or so is other things we spend money on. So, right. but there is and no, do you, you, you do know there is no correlation between the size of the wedding budget and the success of the marriage though, right? <laughs> yes. If anything, there might be a negative correlation. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, I'm just glad we're not going into debt for it, but I do have that guilt. No, I, that, that, you, know, you don't have to say I'm not glad. I have. I, I chose yeah. not to go into debt for it. Mm-hmm. You, you're, you're like being a grown-up and stuff here. Yeah. Is, is the person you're about to marry, are they guilt-tripping you? Or saying, no, man, if we were no, doing a wedding, a wedding like this, like, where's this guilt coming from? Me, um, I guess because we we have worked so hard the last few years to pay off our debt, and now we're in a finally in a really good financial spot. And so are you kind of a tightwad, and you have trouble enjoying money. Yes, um, and and I just I'm worried that after the wedding, our cars are going to go, and we're going to need. They are. To they buy are. Hundred percent. Hundred percent chance. And you on know, the honey, <laughs> on the honeymoon, one of them's going to fry. In fifteen years, you're, it'll be a funny footnote to a great wedding. Yeah. Let this yeah. be a great experience for you to, you worked so hard so that mm-hmm. you could honor this, I like that. this cool ceremony, right? That's why you're going to work so hard after this wedding to, you're going to get new cars so that you don't end up on the side of the road. You're going to work really hard to pay off your house so that you can give recklessly to people in your community. You're going to do these things so that, right? And y'all but, have worked really hard yeah. to get right here. I would challenge you to dial it down to 20. Absolutely. 18.5. Come up with a number. Yeah. And then just, then just lock it in. And go, based on that, I've got to do the dress this way. Based on that, I've got to do the catering this way. Based on that, I've got to have friends go pick some uh, daisies out of the farmer's field because we don't have money for a florist. Based on that, I don't know what it is. But, I mean, I've had folks on this team in the last two years, three years, four years, many, many, many of them have had some incredible weddings for under ten grand. Yeah. But it it involved friends pitching in mom's cooking stuff for the research. I mean, it involved all kinds of different things you can do. You don't have to do that. You're not doing anything morally wrong or financially wrong if you just say the budget's 20 and we're going to hire it all out. That's okay. But my point is, is that you can have a really nice wedding for 20K. And one thing that helps me in these moments of spend and feel guilty is if you you've, you had this $25,000 budget and you decide to roll it down to 185. Make sure you take that gap money and you apply it to one of these things on the back end. Like, I'm going to use this for a car. I'm going to use this for one of those things. And so you'll feel like you're getting ahead and you're getting this great wedding. But yeah. I, I, I'm like you, Dave. We've I've seen some pretty inventive and creative weddings over the last couple of years because of COVID. And 
they're awesome, and they're all still married, and they're not a hundred thousand dollars in the hole. No, no, you don't. You, I mean, no, you don't borrow for a wedding. <laughs> no, 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 no. But she's not doing that. She's nope. not doing that. She's what a great young lady. Very incredible. Cool. This is the Ramsey Show. You worked hard for your home. It should be a place where you can relax and refocus on your goals. And something as simple as window treatments can make the difference. If you're ready for an upgrade, we've recommended Blinds.com for years, and I've used them myself. That's because with Blinds.com, you don't have to sacrifice your budget, your style, or great service. From blinds, drapes, and shutters to motorized shades, they make it easy and affordable to upgrade your entire home. And they're Design experts are always ready to help, even with measuring and installation. Plus, there are never any misleading quotes or hidden fees. Everything is backed by their 100% satisfaction guarantee, and shipping is always free. See for yourself why Blinds.com is the number one online retailer of custom window coverings. Visit Blinds.com now to learn more and get up to 50% off. That's Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Dr. John Deloney, Ramsey personality, host of the Dr. John Deloney Show. If you've not tuned into his podcast, you need to. It's pretty fun, and you'll learn some stuff about yourself and about others and about relationships. It's good stuff. Number one best-selling book, Own Your Past, Change Your Future as well. And, John, you have a big hit on your hands. Uh, these questions for human cards, they have become a, uh, a thing. They are definitely a thing. Having a blast. They're selling like crazy. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, why do we need questions for humans' cards? Because we have lost the skill. Am I even going to say it's a character issue or some kind of you're a loser? We've lost the skill of being in the presence of other real humans and not waiting for our turn to speak, but actually listening to somebody and actually posing good questions and engaging in dialogue. We just don't know how to do it anymore, and that's fine. That's where we are. Let's figure it out. Yeah. So because I, I, my guess is we've learned to text we text each other. We email each other. We we, we don't fight have, each other. We argue. We thumbs we have down a lot each other. Of argument. We have a lot of arguments, yeah. Yeah. especially on social media where we have much more courage. And here's another crazy thing um, that's that's emerged: the number of parents who thought that their kids don't want to talk to them, or the number of kids who think my grandparents don't want to talk to me, or my parents just don't want to interact with me. And so you've got people passing each other in the night, and parents would do anything to sit down and have a great conversation with their kid parents i mean kids would do anything to have parents put their stupid phones down and look them in the eye and ask them um some deep important questions or just some fun questions some laughter questions so um that's what these questions for humans are doing man and it's 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 been incredible i, I, I would never in a million years would have anticipated the response yeah the sales are off we, we have trouble keeping them in the stock but we've got them and we've got decks for everyone if you're dating if you're a married couple, if you got a girls' night event, a guys' night event, parents and kids, friends edition, and they're flying off the shelves. And so it's just a conversation starter, and they're a lot of fun. Again, a lot of them are humorous. A lot of them are stuff that, you know, what's your first car? What's the dumbest thing you ever did in high school? What are all this kind of stuff, right? So all these decks will get you spending time laughing and learning and actually looking at each other instead of at screen. So pick up one, two, or even more of the questions for human conversation cards, conversation starters a uh, little deck of cards is what they are and you can get them at ramseysolutions.com slash humans and notice it's not an app it's not an app it's a physical 
product with your screen that's down. not on your phone. Yes. It's humans looking at other humans. <laughs> I just think that's an important thing. Yeah, yeah. We actually toyed with that, man, because it'd be so much easier and cheaper just to throw it online. And But, man, there's something powerful about putting your phones in your purse or in your in your back pocket and pulling these things out. Yep, 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 yep. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Colby is in Greenville, South Carolina. Hi, Colby. How are you? Hey, guys. How are you? Thanks Better for taking than- my call. Sure. Um, so my husband and I are in baby steps four, five, and six. We have two kids and we are really wanting to also pay off our mortgage. So we're wondering how do we split, um, like our extra income between 529 investing for our boys and paying off our home. There's no perfect formula, but what I have always done when I'm working with customers like you, or I'm looking at it for myself is I'm trying to say, okay, how old are these kids and how much have I got to have to get them going into college? I got to at least have a good start there, right? I got to, I got to see a way they can go to school debt free. And so if you've got a three-year-old and you want to do $50 a month for now, and then attack the mortgage a little more aggressively, fine. If you've got a 16 year old, and you got no money for their college, you're probably not putting anything towards the mortgage much right now because you're probably going to be trying to load, catch that war chest up that's really, really thin. Does that make sense? It does. Yes, it does. And and and, and or I got to have a plan. I got to have a way I'm going to get there. My husband was in the military. My wife was in the military, so I got GI Bill, or mm-hmm. I've got this, or I've got that. But the plan can't be student loans. Right. So how old are your kids and how many? Um, Two. Four years old and one year old. And what's your household income? Um, it should be about two hundred this year. And how much do you owe on your home? One fifty-seven as of yesterday. <laughs> okay. If I were in your shoes, I would set up fifty to hundred dollars a month with my SmartVestor Pro on each of these kids and their five twenty-nines, just to check the emotional box and start to build the muscle that I am actually saving for college. But we're really not saving much money right now. And then I would use mm-hmm. your fabulous income and pay off this tiny little mortgage you have really fast. And then I, you can circle back and easily finish out funding the college. You got plenty okay. of runway here, right? Plenty of, plenty of, uh, yeah, runway. And I'll okay. tell you, I, I think, and Dave, tell me if I'm wrong here, but the fact that you can get this thing paid off in two years, 18 months, I love the idea yeah. of almost deciding, let's be just a hair under a gazelle intense and just to get this thing done. And then let's... That's- Let's live our. Let's have a fun life. That's what me and my wife. I mean, I, I like that plan. If you can do it in this, this tiny little window, there's something about it. let's just sprint and get it done. Yeah, it it right. the finish line's in sight. You can do a lot of stuff. You know, it's uh, you you find energy, a burst of energy, the last last mile of the race. So that you can do that. That that's good. There's nothing wrong with that at all. Um, the whole thing is just be thoughtful, and I I would not ever tell you to do zero towards kids college because i want you to start building that muscle and start have that system and process in place even though mathematically we're not really doing that much yet okay it's kind of like when you first start giving sometimes you start giving a small amount to start to build your generosity muscle and then over time you'll increase your giving to uh to a much greater Think, th- think of it this way. It, it's about the identity shift we talk about. Yeah. I'm a person who saves for my kid's college. And it might just be 50 bucks this time because I'm also a person that doesn't owe anybody anything. And we're going to sprint towards that. But yeah. it's, it's just an identity. 
Yeah, instead of I'm a ho- person who gives. Yeah, and the other thing is, we are going to see in this coming fifteen years uh, more of a an upheaval in higher education than in any fifteen year period in recent memory. I 100 percent agree with that. Yeah, there's going to be a price war. There's going to be a a come to Jesus with the culture on quit teaching stupid butt stuff that's not usable in the marketplace. Uh, there's going to be, uh, people are going to quit. I hope they quit paying for prestige that doesn't have any results. Um, uh, you know, we, we have taken the, for, for the last many 15 year periods, we have taken the, uh, the, the common sense off of education. Yeah. We've lost our, we're dumb about education, which is actually an irony of irony. We've made it about dollars and cents instead of common sense. Yeah. Well, not even. I mean, we don't even look at the dollars and cents. We just go, whatever it costs. And, uh, no, I'm the, not saying us. I'm saying the business. Oh, yeah. They, they, the higher ed people did. The business, they're, they're, yeah. They've been cleaning up. Yeah. So uh, all of you ought to be watching Borrowed Future, our award-winning documentary. It was one of the top documentaries year before last, and uh, still very valid. But um, you're in good shape. You're in good shape. You're going to be just fine, Colby. You're doing all the right stuff. But um, the the epic student loan crisis is not over. Yeah. We continue to make the stupid student loans. Everybody's talking about, around about how bad they are, and we ought to forgive them, but we keep making keep them. Keep doing it, man. Which is so intellectually dishonest. It's unbelievable. But that's the definition of Congress, intellectually dishonest. <laughs> and so, you know, if, if Congress had, had, you know, if you really cared about America, you'd quit making these loans that are destroying America. I mean, it's just dumb. You're killing the next generation and the next generation. Well, and, and even if they made an announcement, I've been thinking about how do you how do you unwind this? Even if they made an announcement, kind of like they they made an announcement about um, in 2020, whatever we we expect this many electric vehicles, and in 2020, whatever we expect this much water reduction, whatever. If you said in five to seven seven years, we're done. Colleges, y'all have seven years to figure this out. You got five years. You got three years to figure out your life without this. But we're gonna stop putting these loans out. That's more likely than doing what I would do, which is just shut it. Shut off. the spigot off. Yeah. I'll just go. Yeah, y'all have had enough. <laughs> y'all got enough. It's good. We're good. Now figure it out. Yeah, but I, that probably is not gonna happen. So you're okay. Don't you don't have to panic. No, Entire not- college towns would dry dry up yeah. if I did that. So that's probably not a good idea. This is The Ramsey Show. Most break-ins happen when your home is the most vulnerable in the middle of the day when no one is home. So I recommend Simply Safe Home Security. They're the best at what they do, protecting your whole home. Their award-winning system is backed by 24/7 professional monitoring for less than a dollar a day, half the cost of traditional home security. And my listeners get 20% off their system when they sign up for Fast Protect monitoring at simplysafedirect.com. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Dr. John Deloney, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author, is my co-host today. In the lobby of Ramsey Solutions on the debt-free stage, Jack and Brittany are with us. Hey, guys, how are you? Hi there. Good. How are you doing? Better than we deserve. Welcome. Where do you live? Uh, we live in Houston, or correction, Cypress, Texas, just uh, just north of Houston, Texas. Very cool. Welcome to Nashville. Thank you. All the way up here to do a debt-free scream. How much did you pay off? Uh, we paid off $338,405. Excellent. Yeah. How long did this take? 
um, about seven years and 10 months. Good for you guys. I love it. And your range of income during that time? Uh, we started about 107000 um, And with a second job, we are now about a 200 maybe a little over. Good for you. What do you guys do for a living? Uh, I work in the fire department as a firefighter, mm-hmm. and uh, my wife's an elementary school teacher. Oh, cool. What grade do you teach? Third grade. Oh, fun. Yeah. Good for you. Thanks for being there. Thank you. We need people like you out there yeah. right now. Good stuff. Well done. What kind of debt was this? 338000 over seven years. Is that the house? It is. Yeah. yeah. It, is, uh, it is. It was a couple of uh, small credit cards, uh, some things we bought for that house, um, vehicle loans and then of course uh, last and, and not least the mortgage so. i love it look at it weird people <laughs> how old are you two uh, i'm 36 and she turns 21 thursday <laughs> <laughs> thank you i'll be 35 on thursday yeah. ah happy birthday thank you way to go what's the house worth uh about four hundred and fifty thousand. maybe <laughs> you know maybe more 38 bids later i don't know but and you, know. you own it yeah. And you're not yes, even sir. 40. I love it. You guys are amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. So seven years ago, you're in your 20s, and you decide you're going to be weirdos and pay off your house before you're 40. Tell me about this story. How did you get connected to Ramsey? How did you start this process? Um, we were introduced to financial peace through my sister and brother-in-law. Um, started watching the videos and just made the decision that we were ready to change our lives. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm a love math um i love numbers um so when we started looking at a, a bigger house as we grew our family um that started to scare me a bit um mm-hmm. so i didn't really know um if we could afford it and that kind of thing with with growing the family and and um child care and groceries and and going out to eat and all that stuff so um i mean that's kind of how we, we we got connected we haven't ever really been bad with money more of just uh disorganized if you can say that so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay but going into financial peace you just said game on uh yeah Pretty we much. did um yeah we, we we laid out the the plan um as you said it and um and just went from there yeah you know the weird thing is is that our data on people going through financial peace is they average paying off their home in about seven years uh the average millionaire pays off their home in uh uh, 11 years and the average millionaire listening to our stuff is 10.2 years so that that's actual hard data the other stuff's anecdotal but um the earlier one but you guys fit the mold exactly so well done you're well on your way to being millionaires and also so how much is in your retirement accounts uh well with the recent downturn of the market uh that put us just under um so so you're millionaires a, yes <laughs> yes you are yeah okay yeah. And as soon as the market turns back up a little, you will be again. Yeah, we're yeah. just just under the mark now. Way so. to go, guys! Yeah. And you're not even forty, baby step millionaires. <laughs> I love it. And yeah. I'm just a fireman, and I'm just a teacher. I could never make it. Yeah. By the way, yeah. the number three uh, occupation of people who become millionaires is teacher. And so, uh, y'all wow. are the fun ruiners. You're yeah. the, you're the excuse takers. Man. Yeah. And anybody who's out there whining, I teach third grade. I'm a millionaire, but I'm 35. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how how were you able to be a fireman without like a huge F three fifty all jacked up in uh, a hundred thousand dollar truck on payments? How, were, were you able to make it, man? Yes, uh, it, it was it was tough. Uh, <laughs> they gave it as, to you, huh? <laughs> as we we got more uh, further towards the end of our journey, you know, our, our 
income is a lot we're throwing a lot at the house and um you know new trucks right right there driving into the station every oh, yeah. single oh, yeah. time, it hurts, you know, it. And, it hurts. Uh, so it's it's rough uh, and they let you have it too huh oh yeah yeah <laughs> that's yeah. Their they did sure. they did yeah. they're not millionaires they don't have a paid for house <laughs> that's true so you keep, keep <laughs> your dad gum truck all right i love it that's just awesome man wow way to go how's it feel it feels great yeah it feels great you gotta be a captain of your own destiny man <laughs> i mean you're incredible yeah it, it does this this month uh well now probably maybe a month or two ago it's probably it's finally set in we paid the house off january 20 uh 24th i believe um and uh we really haven't had you know january i wreck we we do a lot of dirt bike riding uh mm-hmm. as a hobby so our headquarters had a wreck hurt my knee mm-hmm. uh, had to repair the bike and things like that and mm-hmm. then um ac went out in the house of course uh, two months after we paid it off mm-hmm. so just things like that happened so it wasn't till about april or may when we really started we don't have any plans for this extra money now <laughs> you know that kind of thing so wow. hey um, uh, imagine 10 years ago versus when your air conditioner went out this time it was just annoying it, right. it, it was it was I, annoying yes exactly, it wasn't exactly right. what are we going to do you're not looking at two little boys saying what are we going to do mm-hmm. yeah. right yeah that, that that's made the, the process so easy and that's with anything i mean with gas going up to five dollars a gallon just about i mean it's just an inconvenience for us really it doesn't stop us from doing uh what we enjoy you know and uh and um and you know we're still investing and saving and 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 just cruising right along giving you know that's one thing that we've really um that we've really noticed is is is, is just it is huge yeah what well, so, we can give back yeah it's fantastic guys yeah. very cool good for you guys <laughs> thank you well done well done we're proud of you all right you brought the kiddos with you what are their names and ages bring them up we have trevor who's 11 mm-hmm. and owen that's eight all right very good good job good job all right what was the hardest part of this for you guys i mean you know we didn't have very many arguments over it you know we both were pretty you know together on doing it mm-hmm. um but that's i mean no real hard part except for yeah. just sticking with it you know and and Long. waiting for that light Seven at the end of the years. tunnel yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, like i said earlier i was a numbers guy so i i wanted to throw just about every penny we had at at dead and then of course at the house so you know, we had a few disagreements about what we put in the envelopes each week or mm-hmm. each month. We do ours every every week, mm-hmm. um, but um, we had a few disagreements then, um, and uh, she she helped to uh, work me loosen up a little bit and and, and release some of that grocery money and and, <laughs> and fun money and things like that. So. Absolutely. Well, you should buy your own baby steps four through seven. Mm-hmm. Both those yeah. boys do have shoes on, so that's good. <laughs> <laughs> Way to go, you guys. All right. Uh, what do you tell people the biggest key to getting out of debt is? Um, I, I think it's, it's it's like the um, other debt-free scream said earlier, the budget um, and communication. Um, you know, when we started, we were writing it down, and, and, and now, you know, we've kind of gone electronically. But um, but communicating and, and having those discussions, um, being content with, uh, with, um, with what you have, um, and and i think it just it all it all comes back down to the to the budget and and we you know we didn't stop spending we just put it down on paper and organized it and and still you know still did our 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 snow trips um you know once we got out of our consumer debt and still did um some disney trips and things like that but 
Um, intentional. But we just right. save for it. You know, it took yeah. us a year to save for it, but we save for it. Yeah. You know, and so. And you're just making the money behave all the way. That's all it. Way. Ever go back in debt? Uh, no, sir. No, sir. Nope. No, not sir. even for an F-150. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I, got, I got close, uh, and I don't know how much time we got left, but I got super close and almost made a mistake, a very small mistake in taking another loan. And uh, and my wife and Brittany, she snapped me back r- r- real quick. So. But I didn't save for a year for Disneyland for you to get an F-150. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's right. I love it. Way to go, yeah. you guys. All right, we got a copy of Baby Steps Millionaires of Financial Peace University and Total Money Makeover for you. Count it down. 338000 house and everything. Baby Steps Millionaires in seven years. Making 107 to 200. Count it down. Let's hear a debt-free scream. Three. Three. Two, one. one. We're, We're debt free. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it's done. This is the Ramsey Show. Dr. John Deloney, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us. Open phones at 888-825-5225. If you're a new listener, and we know there's a whole bunch of you out there that are, uh, and all, some of this that we talk about is uh, like tribal speak, the vernacular that we're using, the words we're using are new to you, like baby steps and debt snowballs and all that kind of stuff. If you want to kind of figure out where you are and start to plug into this whole thing, uh, completely free, Go to RamseySolutions.com, click on the Get Started button. RamseySolutions.com, click on the Get Started button, and you know that'll get you moving in the right direction, get you where you're supposed to be. So our question of the day comes from Neighborly. It's sponsored by Neighborly, your hub for home services to repair, maintain, improve our home. Researching dozens of providers is a thing of the past. Neighborly is all you need to remember a nationwide network of local home service pros of all kinds. We love Neighborly. We're honored that they're sponsoring us. Molly Maid, Mr. Rooter, Mr. Electric, to name just a few. Uh, just really good stuff. Neighborly.com, and you can get some help near you. All right, today's question comes from Molly in Oregon. Molly writes, my husband makes $30,000 a month take home. Well done. And I'm fortunate enough to stay home with my daughter. We have zero debt. Our rent is currently $2,100 a month and utilities are fairly cheap. We have visited Maui several times and are planning on making a move there. The thing is, I feel like even though we have no debt and a paid off car and everything, we are still scared to go into debt on a house. We're waiting for a good deal and think we found something really nice around 900 grand. We're making a trip out to see the house at the end of this month and if that doesn't work out, we have a property we think we might buy and and build a house on for about the same price. Are we too scared to spend money? We've just been at a point in our life when we first got together where we struggled so much and I think we both just get scared of being there again. Yeah, I mean that's that's the story of my life. Yeah, you've you've really helped me with that one, Dave. Um, I think when your identity is survival, and I say it sounds identity when your body's trying to survive all the time, um, that that you, you just develop a scarcity mindset. This all goes away in any second. Um, and then we live in a world that tells us it's all coming down, it's all coming down, it's all coming down. And so it's really easy. $30,000 a month is a ton of money. And um, they still live like they're broke, right? They're still renting. Um, it's just this terror that's in there. Um, and you taught me, Dave that 
in my language, I, you got to practice your way out of this thing. And for me, the, the gift that you gave me was practicing using ratios and to stop looking at, um, like for a couple that went broke, $900,000 feels like a billion, right? Let's look at the ratios. Let's look at the cost. Let's look at the actual um, percentages of things. And that's given me a lot of peace and allowed me to practice a new way of doing life. Well, it, it helps your use your uh, intellect, your, your brain to make the decision on facts. It's bringing my, my brain back online. Yeah, I'm, right? I'm using facts instead of feelings. That's right. Because what happens is there's two, there's two things that cause it, two situations, and they usually go together, actually. Um, number one, if you've gone broke, like I have, um, then you, or like she has in this situation, you're, you, you, know, you have to heal from that. And the only way you heal from that, it move from this, uh, I'm always going to be broke mentality to I'm never going to be there again mentality is you have to practice and you have to do new things. The second thing that happens is when you start and you were making $30,000 a year and then you're making $30,000 a month, mm-hmm. what happens is the math grew faster than your emotional capacity right. to manage that. Now, I'm not saying you didn't have the intellectual capacity to manage the money. I'm saying that. You know, I'll give you an example around here at Ramsey. Okay. I mean, I grew up normal kid, right? And I worked my butt off cutting grass and doing everything else, shoveling, whatever had to be shovel, all this kind of stuff. Right. And what we spend on coffee at <laughs> Ramsey with 1100 employees, I, I, I never made that much in a year. Right. And we spent it on coffee. Oh my God. You know, I mean, it's just like to get my emotional head around those numbers sometimes I have, it's an intellectual exercise. You know, what we spend on copier paper in in a building, it's just like because of the scale, right? you know, and it's like, and we're not doing anything wrong. It's nothing irresponsible. The coffee's not ridiculous. It's not Starbucks. I mean, like Starbucks. And so, uh, but it's just, it's not, it's not inexpensive coffee. It's not expensive. It's just good coffee, but you know, it's not that it's just, there's a lot of it. Right. And so the same thing's true when you're buying a, uh, you know, you've been driving a $5,000, $8,000 car that breaks down and the tires are bare for the majority of your life to emotionally buy a $50,000 car, even if you're worth $10 million. Doesn't matter. It's a difficult decision because you feel like weird yeah. because your your emotions are not used to sitting in that car. Your nose is not used to smelling that smell. You know, the new car smell. It doesn't, it doesn't come up. Well, for know? us, so for, for Sheila and I, we... When we bought our, our house in, in Texas, um, I, I, I had a great job. She had a great job. I could not believe that a human being would spend this much money on a house. Dave, I didn't sleep for two or three days. Couldn't breathe. Um, when we bought it and we closed, we went in with the key, opened it up. Sheila fell to the floor crying. She could never be- have believed that she could live in such opulence. And we sold the house, and I made enough money to pay cash for like a $15,000 truck. So we made a little money on it. And we got one eighty five for it. And then we moved to Nashville. <laughs> and you you can't buy somebody's you can't I mean it, 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 <laughs> so cap. here's the thing. <laughs> I had and uh, I'll, I'll I'll use the word sinfully. I had lumped people who buy houses that cost this much cost this much money into those are those people. Mm-hmm. We're these people. Mm-hmm. And people I re- like us. I had divided yeah. the world up into us's and them's in, a, yep. in, in an unfair way. Sometimes so, people do that on race. Sometimes they do on it on, everything. On, on education level, on yeah. religion. Sometimes they do it based on the fact they've been broke right. or they grew up broke. Um, like a friend, the world, friend of mine grew up in the hood, and he said, getting out of the hood's easier than getting the hood out of you. Uh-huh. You yeah. know? And that's the truth. That's the thing. And so the, the, the what we're saying is 
every one of us have had down times or broke times or made more money than we ever made in our life. And it is, it is normal for your emotions to struggle to catch up. So Molly, you're normal Yes. by the house. Yes. The way you fix this is you, you have to do what John says about trauma of any kind. You have to say facts are your friends. These fears are irrational. And so if you have $600,000 cash in your bank account and you want to buy a $15,000 car, it, you know, and you have a weird feeling it ain't the math, Bubba. It's you. And acknowledge the feeling. Acknowledge yeah. it. I have a little thing that I write them down. I still write them down. Yeah. When they're obnoxious and they're dumb, I write them down, and then we move on. Yeah, and because that takes the power away from. That's right. That's you. right. Yeah. Stacy's in Fort Worth, Texas. Hi, Stacy. How are you? Hi, I'm fine. Thank you so much for taking my call. Good. I'm very honored to speak with you both. You too. What's up? Um. So we have we have a daughter who's in college and. Then our younger, our twins, who will be going off to college in the fall. Mm-hmm. And we we had a very lengthy, not your normal baby step two. And it's left us with a house that needs repair on everything. And so I was, my question for you is, would it financially make sense to just sort of um, get rid of the house as is, um, you know, sell it to one of those companies that just takes no. it off your hands. No, they take it off your hands at wholesale. You need to call a good real estate agent and have them come in and say, "These are they, there's 10 things you could do. Six of them are worth the money. The other four you need to let the other people do, whatever it is, okay? But if you'll p- spend the money on paint, on landscaping, on the recarpet, it's going to 2x your return when you get ready to sell the house and you're going to get the enjoyment of it. So you need to make a list of projects the way you eat an elephant is a bite at a time that your real estate agent, your future real estate agent, gives you the priority on. This is the most important one down to the least important one and work your way down those projects with cash. Uh, and then some of them you don't need to do because they're not worth doing. We'll let the next owner do it. But it's a retail buyer, not a we buy houses buyer. So we buy houses, buyers, a wholesale buyer, and you don't need to take that hit because you don't have the energy to fix this house. Get the house fixed up. Get a real estate agent to guide you through it. Get multiple bids. Prioritize it. Work one project at a time. You don't have to do them all at once, and you don't go into debt to do this. So good question. You're on your way. You're on your way, Stacy. You're closer than you feel like. This is The Ramsey Show. Dave here. You can find all of our shows with the Ramsey Network app on your smartphone. It's the only place to listen to the entire back catalog of episodes. Download the Ramsey Network app in your favorite app store today.